This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey there, if this is your first time tuning in, or if you're a longtime returner, I want to invite you to our upcoming info session, Test Drive the DOO, which stands for Director of Operations. Here at the Ops Authority, we have a signature leadership development program called the DOO Certification, and we are doing an intensive information session just for you. So come on and join us. Head on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash discover. In this 90-minute session, you're going to learn all about what a DOO is, what kind of work that they do, if you're right for the certification, and also you're going to walk away with a clear understanding of the curriculum and the way that we set you up to earn your return on investment and get everything and more that you deserve out of the certification. Join us on October the 11th, but before that, you got to sign up, theopsauthority.com forward slash discover. We look forward to having you test drive the DOO soon. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority podcast. I have a special guest today, a student who has come through our program, and we're just going to talk about her journey. My friend and peer is Amber Gless, and let me give you a few facts about Amber. Sometimes in business, entrepreneurs feel like they're managing chaos instead of a business. Amber is a profitability specialist who helps businesses be more profitable and productive so their profit increases and their business runs more efficiently. Amber is a certified DOO and a business-made-simple coach with 20 years of experience in business operations and marketing strategy. Amber has worked with elected officials, multiple national brands, and many small businesses in between. She's a wife, a breast cancer survivor, a lover of all things coffee, who has a passion for helping busy entrepreneurs make their businesses easier to run. Amber, I'm so excited that you're here and everyone can hear your amazing genius that comes with you. (laughs) (laughs) Natalie, thank you. This is a little bit surreal for me because I've been a follower of yours for a really long time and a listener Mm -hmm. of the podcast. And so this feels like a little bit of a dream come true to get to talk to you today. (laughs) Oh, my gracious. It always feels so weird when I hear that. But I mean, I do that to other people. And if I were on their podcast, I'd probably have the exact same response. (laughs) I'm just going to have a little bit of a fangirl moment. (laughs) Well, we're both doing that because without you, I'm not me. And, you know, it's, it's reciprocal. So, so awesome. Well, I loved kind of diving into the bio and, you know, you came through our program. And when you come through our program, you, you know, you drop your name, you drop a bunch of information into an application. And I remember, but this bio triggered me to the business made simple coach. I forgot about that. So that's incredible as well. I love that. Yep. It's funny because I didn't used to think that I was much of a coach and I've heard you reference that too a couple of times. And I just really did it for the education, but then I realized I really coach CEOs every day, all day long. It's what I do. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. And I think we have just an aversion to using that term when in fact it is 
truly what we do, right? If we're stressed, we are giving that advice, but it never just stops there. For most people, it's not just that clear cut. So we, we dive into coaching. We may not stay there a long time, but we're definitely coaching. And part of leadership is coaching yes. <laughs> and mentoring. So absolutely. Yeah. So you came through in round 13 at the time of recording, we are heading into round 17, which I don't know if time is flying or what the heck is happening, but we have made some significant changes to our program and at the same time still have the same promise. We're just delivering it in an enhanced way. So I'm grateful that you came through then. And I'm also excited that you guys have access to this as we move forward. But we're always talking and I, I love featuring students who have come through and who have put their money where their mouth is, right? You came in, you had a big vision of what you wanted out of this. And you're one of those superstars that just, that does stand out in our legacy of a brand as the ops authority. I look back over the, you know, nearly 400 women at this point that we have been able to partner with. And you're one of those people that just stands out because you came here, you, you meant business, you went to work and frankly, you're a success story on our terms. So congrats for, for being you, for being dedicated and for doing all of the work to, to get yourself into this position. Well, that means a lot to me coming from you. So I really appreciate that. Um, this, I don't, I don't take it lightly because I'm one of those, well, I guess now I know I'm a traditional DOO when it comes to like, um, I want to do all the things. I want to learn all the things. I have to know all the things about what I do. I'm a high fact finder. Um, and so I really don't take it lightly because this program for me literally changed my business. Mm-hmm. And so it, it has made such a big difference for me. And all the things that I've done, really, I've, I mean, I've done it all. Like many of the listeners out there, I've taken the courses, I've hired the coaches, I've done all the things. Yes. And there's only been a few that really stand out to me as what truly impacted my business. And this is at the top of the list. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so happy about that. Give us a, I know I read your bio, but give the listeners a, an understanding of, of who you were, kind of where you're past what your experiences look like it realistically outside of a bio. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to look back on that because I've been doing this business and quote unquote, really being operations, although I didn't know it at the time for just over 20 years, I actually started in media relations and politics. I was a press secretary for Colorado's Lieutenant governor. I ran political campaigns in Colorado from a position of like a field manager type of a role, which basically was operations, Mm -hmm. running media campaigns and also operations came with a lot of marketing strategy in the political realm. And I got sick of politics and politics, I guess you can say, like, I just got worn out. And so I went into corporate America. I spent 15 years in corporate America, starting as kind of a marketing assistant And then really found my stride with taking operations and applying it to the marketing that was happening in the company. So I basically ended up being the director of franchise sales, marketing, and operations initiatives for a national franchise system. And I did that for 15 years. It was this really fun way of merging marketing with operations and with people management campaign management from like a marketing perspective. I got to implement project management and make processes. Here's the thing. I had no idea it was actually an operational role. I just did it because I was good at it and it came naturally to me and I loved it. But I had no idea what I was actually called. And I never really had a title for that until I found the director of operations program. Like everybody would tell me, you're a good project manager, you're good at operations. And I didn't really know what that meant. Mm 
So after I left corporate America, I was in a really fortunate situation. A lot of people leave their jobs because they don't like their job. I loved my job, but I felt like I really had this opportunity to be an entrepreneur um, and I didn't want to miss this window <laughs> that I could feel like I could recover if I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everybody's good at it. Entrepreneurship isn't for everybody and it's hard. And I knew that. And so I wanted to do it while I was young enough to figure out that it, if I wasn't good, I could jump back into, you know, my career. So I did entrepreneurship and I started as a copywriter because I, I'm actually a journalist by trade. That's what my degree is in. And I didn't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought it was because I wasn't good at entrepreneurship. And then I learned that it's because I was doing this implementation that just drove me nuts. Like I didn't want to take orders anymore for like marketing campaigns and writing copy and writing websites, even though I was good at it, it felt like I was walking through mud because it just wasn't a good fit. And I have a business coach who, you know, Esther Littlefield, she's been so good to me. And she kind of started to talk to me about your program. And I knew about you. I listened to the podcast, but I didn't really think I was a good fit for the program until she helped me understand that everything I have been doing was problem solving and operations. Yeah. So she referred me into the program and she said, I think this is a good fit for you. And she and I talked about it. And then I landed in your program Mm -hmm. and the rest is history. (laughs) So now I run my own business. I'm a fractional director of operations right now. And I'm also kind of starting to dabble into the consulting realm. Yes. My goodness. You've had so many great experiences and some things that I was thinking about as you were talking about this. When you're a high achiever and a fact finder, like those are like their poison and their power at the same time. And you don't ever really know which one of those is going to come out, but the power in that. And I think a lot of people listening to this right now could have held almost every single role that I have had, or that you just mentioned in our journeys, because we're the kind of people that just hop in there. We figure it out, we learn it and we are not satiated until we master it. Right. So I tell myself a lot, I'm not a good marketer. When in fact, when I left corporate and started this, became my own business owner and entrepreneur, I knew that the way I was going to be successful was marketing. And I knew I couldn't hire anybody. So what did I do? Nights, weekends, took courses, opted into everything in Kingdom Come to understand, read books. I mean, any free trainings, I was just voraciously learning so that I could master the craft. Even though it is not my innate ability it almost kind of felt like survival. And it's like, well, I'm going to win at survival. And so I got to be, I don't know about good, but I at least became efficient at it and proficient at it. And so if you're listening to this and and you're like, wow, press secretary, well, that's not me. I want you to hear the things between Amber and myself is we've had a very varied, (laughs) V-E-R-Y, V-A-R-Y, a very varied past. And there was probably no role that we would not have been successful in just because we are ambitious. We wanted to be good. We wanted to understand it. And ultimately, you know, we're, we were leaders. And so when we were called to something, we owned it completely. And of course, that wasn't always easy. And the level of leadership varied in different roles and stuff. But I hear that about your marketing past. And when you said journalism, I was like, well, yeah, of course you think you, I mean, you know, when we pick our, I have a son who's about to go to college. And so we're doing a lot of talking about education and and what major you're going to be in. And I'm just like, oh, honey, (laughs) 
<laughs> what you pick doesn't really matter. And that's not good parenting advice. I'm assuming that people aren't coming here listening for parenting advice. But in my world, I'm like, honey, it doesn't matter what you pick. You're going to grow and evolve so much. Yes. Choose something that is of interest to you that taps into your innate ability so that you can expand upon it later. Because here's the deal. We're always going to be changing, but when we go in and we get defined, I mean, we hear it all the time, especially right now. Oh, I'm a nurse or, oh, I'm a teacher or, oh, I'm a journalist or, oh, I'm this. It puts you in that box all of a sudden, especially coming coming from a journalism degree, you already start at a very young age to think, oh, I better stay in this sphere. And that sphere kind of rolls up to marketing. So I'm not surprised that you got into the marketing campaign press world. So that was a super big tangent on how our old patterns can predict where we go until you have something or someone comes across your path where you're like, oh, wait, oh, I actually have this skill. And so I'm grateful for Esther, which I'm grateful for her on a million levels because she worked (laughs) with us for five amazing years. But I'm very grateful that her mentorship kind of intersected you at a time where you were expanding, where you were considering something new and our paths overlapped. The interesting thing about marketing, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm a marketer. We were just talking about this internally, but there's this marketing operations field, which you talked about, where I even teach, there's a hard line between marketing and operations, the front of the business and the back of the business. There is this sliver right down the middle that even I sometimes don't know how to address, even in my own team. And it's called marketing operations, Amber. It's like... There's this part that's very procedural of marketing. And I'll take something that most of us know, like if you're building your business, social media is just a part of it, whether you like it or whether you don't, whether you have it down or whether you're building it. There are some core processes that have to come into play to make that manageable. And so it's not the strategy. You need to be a marketer to come up with strategy, but the actual operations of that you know, social media is very operational based. And so that's that fine piece in the middle. And just thinking about your history, I'm glad that you had that. And that is probably really the segue to have you consider, oh, I was a really good project manager and the processes made sense to me. So all of those skills you get to use today. And what was the biggest takeaway of the program for you? It really is hard for me, I think, to give just one, but Mm -hmm. At the very top of the list is strategic mapping. And I know you hear that probably all the time, but the reason it was so powerful for me is it really helped me understand everything that I knew how to do, how to bring it into one powerful project that could help me help businesses. Like at the time I was really struggling. I was just starting to kind of get my feet wet with figuring out okay, I'm a, I'm a really good project manager. I'm really good operations. I have this marketing operations skill set also. And where does that fit in? But then I'm also really good at seeing like, how do we improve the customer journey? And like all of these pieces of a business. And I used to, I'll be honest, like a lot of your listeners might feel this way. I used to hate the phrase that you were, you know, being a jack of all trades today was a bad thing. Because so many people say like, find your niche and just focus on your one niche. And I'm like, well, I don't understand how to do that because I feel like I'm really good at all these different pieces of a business. And I have so much experience with all of those pieces. And I felt like if I were to pick one, it was really hard for me to feel like I was truly using all of my talents and all of my skills. Well, when I learned strategic mapping, it was this aha moment for me of how 
I can take all of those pieces of a business and really become a strategic operational leader with that piece of strategic mapping and guiding an entire business for staying on plan, creating a plan that makes sense to a team, helping a team know where they fit into each of those pieces. Mm -hmm. Like that for me was absolute gold. It made me feel like it was the shoe that finally fit. And it finally helped me understand that is my niche. (laughs) My Mm -hmm. niche is that I'm a really good strategic leader in a business because I, I understand all of those things and your process I didn't have a way to put it together before that process. I felt like I was really struggling to put words to it and put a process behind it. And that's what strategic mapping gave me. So that for me was probably the biggest takeaway. Good. I love hearing that. And this process wasn't something that I have done forever. I did fragments and pieces and it took a long time in my own development. Like I... I think back to the days in corporate where I was trying to wrangle in, you know, I was over an entire division. And so I had different segments and teams underneath me that all ideally worked together, (laughs) you know, so they each needed their own strategic plan and then the entire division needed their own strategic plan. And so that's where all of this kind of started was like, these pieces are important to this team and this is important to this team. And so it's just the way my brain works, but that whole thing did not come together. And and I was searching for the same things that you just mentioned, right? I was trying to articulate it and it was a struggle because my words were not matching the vision that I had in my head and I knew it could come together. And to be honest, Amber, I still challenge myself and I'm still frustrated sometimes because I still feel like there's another layer. I feel like there is actually just this afternoon, a peer and a previous student had reached out to me for something. And I was like, oh, like she doesn't know it, but she's like itching. (laughs) She's itching a scratch that I have that I've not ever vocalized because I do feel like there is just like another layer and another layer, but it takes time for this stuff to come together. So I know what you mean with, you know, you know that you're strategic Because strategic means being able to see the land, to see the holistically look at something and come together knowing what the objective is going to be and devise a plan, right? If you've got those skills, even if calling yourself strategic feels like, that feels like too much. I'm not that cool. I don't like, that's not a word that I could associate with myself. I've been there too. But when you, when you walk into that and you know that you have that, having the framework just means that you can optimize yourself. You can optimize your delivery. You can optimize the sales process. You can serve more people. And I know that every person here that's listening, we love serving. We love that aha moment. We love taking off the burden. I love bringing ease. Of course, I love when a business that I'm working with has greater profit margins. I get all of that. But there's a personal sense of fulfillment whenever I can see a leader spend more time with their family or or have their business have greater success and all of that. So yes, ah, thanks for being an ambassador of the strategic mapping process because I love it. Good, good, good. I do too. But again, always looking for like one more way of, of getting that out there into the hands of more people, more businesses so that they, I mean, I I hate the statistic that what is it? 50% of businesses fail in the first three years or something like that. And Mm -hmm. that, oh man, those are people like you and me, right? They're people who are out there who are giving it their best, who are trying entrepreneurship on and and intend to stick with it. So if we can give those people a strategic plan and help them 
of course, your success is there. Your impact is there and you're a part of their success. And that's, it meant a lot more to me to do it that way than to come in and say, oh, you've got a hiring gap. I can hire for you. Oh, you're going to be doing an event. I can project manage that. Or, oh, you've got change management coming up. I can take on those communications. Like I can do all of those things. Right. But I was trying to understand, is that the right thing for them to be doing? Right. And they want to know that, but they're not going to take the time to figure out if this is right. It just came across their desk and that feels good. So, you know, all of those stories (laughs) for sure. A lot of businesses appreciate it because we help take everything that's in their mind and put it on paper and put an action plan behind it. But we marry it to the vision they have for the business. And that's what you teach us to do is Mm -hmm. it starts with the vision they have for the business and what are the goals that they have. So they're not just operating with like a to-do list. It's a plan that they have that actually gets to their goals. And I think that's what I have found is very important for the team too. They feel so much relief when they understand the plan and the place that they play in it. And it makes them feel so much more empowered in their own job. Yeah. They know how they actually contribute to the bottom line or the top line, whichever side of the business that they're on. And ultimately as humans, we want to feel that we want our work to matter. It doesn't matter if you're at the top of the the pyramid or the very base, like every single person should know where they fit. And if you're just doing haphazard projects because you're whimsical, amazing, inspiring, visionary CEO comes up with things on the regular your team doesn't know where they fit. Your team also doesn't have any predictability. And I know that stability is really a core function and safety is a core function that every human wants. And when we get into these businesses that are, you know, leaders will call them like, they they just move so quickly that there's not a lot of ration behind what they're doing. They fill their, their businesses, their lives, their teams with busy work. And if it's not intentional, your team is kind of disconnected and they get exhausted just sheer exhaustion over time. But well, I love that you love the strategic mapping model. (laughs) Thanks for nerding out with me there. So as you went through the certification, we have six different milestones. And if I recall, you hit all six milestones. I think you're one of the first in our group to do that in round 13 to do that. So congrats on that. Thank you. Showing us that you're a dedicated student. You're there to take action, to learn it, to do it, to practice it, and then to earn your investment back, which Hello, we all want that. So yes. where did you take your business post-graduation? I'm a fractional director of operations. That is the format that I used for kind of launching my business was going on retainer on a fractional level. And I've now started to also take on consulting, which is up-leveling again. So mm-hmm. like you've already told me, you're always pivoting, you're always changing, you're always growing. And that's the next thing that I'm growing into. So started with retainer, growing into consulting. And then I'm also really starting to kind of understand that there's certain things I'm able to identify now that I just really love. And I think being on retainer, I know you teach us this as students that you really start to understand a business and understand all the pieces and what you really enjoy and what you really excel at. And that's exactly what it did for me was it really helped me understand what are the pieces of the business that I'm just really good at. And that's now helping me understand how to create my own consulting offer based on the things that just really light me up. So prior to the program, I was doing copywriting. (laughs) Now I'm a director of operations fractionally for four different businesses. And I have one consulting client and hoping to expand to more. 
Yes. Well, congratulations on all of that. And you're so right, Amber. If we stop the quest for evolving and transformation, it's like we don't believe ourselves and we give ourselves like so much lax to just be comfortable with complacency. And when you get in this accelerated space and you see yourself transform because you've got the support and whatever it takes for you to kind of make that, when you start kind of ascending into the next level of you, it's really contagious. Like if I can keep my mindset looking in that quest, I guess that's what it is. Just on the quest, in the quest for the next version of Natalie, the next version of the office authority, the next version of my marriage, the next, whatever that looks like, right? It can be contagious. And I used to look at that and be like, oh, it's because I love checking boxes. I love reaching my goals. And it's way bigger than that. Of course, I love all of those things too. But I just wanted to point out that in a short amount of time, you've really transformed how you show up in your professional side of business. You've always been a leader, I believe. I mean, probably for decades, you've been a leader. You've been extremely competent. You've probably been competent. Those things have not changed. But what you're doing serves Amber better, leveraging passion, skills, talents. And ultimately, I believe that allows us to show up with greater ease and fulfillment. And as I get older, those are the two things that really stick out to me. You know, I'm a stickler and I'm a big believer in legacy and designing what we do every day to match our legacy, but ease and fulfillment, like the older I get, and even watching my aging parents, hi mom <laughs> or dad, <laughs> sorry, watching them. It's like, you know, they're getting into the age where I just want them to have ease and fulfillment and yes. I will be on their tail doing the same, you know, I'm going to be there one day too. And the things that we do today matter because I want you to get to ease and fulfillment as soon as you can in your working journey, because the, I believe that we reap the fruits of that at the time when we really, really need it. So thanks for being committed. Also, as y'all listen to Amber's story, the progression is fast and it's fast because she has shown up for herself. She believed in herself. She did the work. And she's still getting those benefits from it. She's still doing, her mindset is still in the same place. She went on to join our Ops Inner Circle, which is our continuation program, more like a mastermind, intimate, direct access to me. And Amber and I are still working through some of those things as she elevates to become that strategist. And now she's starting to envision her world in a place of being a consultant from a strategic perspective, like being a consultant. And what would that look like? What would Amber's day look like? What would her year look like? What would her finances, her relationships look like if that's how she showed up professionally? And so I'm here for you as we make that journey together. And it's an exciting one. It's really exciting. Yeah. And I think Natalie, if I can take the liberty to say, because I think a lot of people who come through the program feel this way. I didn't feel as confident coming into this program But the confidence that I have now, I think is a big reason why I was so successful so fast. Mm -hmm. And what the program did was it, I mean, it taught me the skills. It taught me to really hone in the skills that I had and kind of organize them better and understand them a lot better. But the confidence side for me, it taught me that I am a strategic leader and it taught me that there's a place for me in a business that is very important. And prior to the program, I was a little bit more afraid to step in and tell a CEO, like, I don't think this is a good idea. And here's why, because it doesn't match the goals that we've already set up. So are we changing the goals? Cause that's okay. But then the team needs to understand that. Or is this not a good idea right now? Because we don't have the resources. We don't have the bandwidth or it's time is six months from now, or like, I would not have been able to manage up and manage down. I was only able to be managed 
before Mm -hmm. I went through this program. And I have so much more confidence now in myself as a leader to help a CEO truly move the needle forward in their business. And now I know I can do it. And I know there's a place for me in it. And I'm no longer afraid Mm -hmm. to really speak up and say, I know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I'm really good at it. But I wouldn't have done that nine months ago. Isn't that interesting? Because I see you, I mean, my only interactions with you are this bold, confident, leaderly. (laughs) And, you know, you come back and you say, hold up, Nat. (laughs) (laughs) I must have taught me this. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I know this version of you because it's only going to get stronger, bigger, better, and ultimately lead to that ease and fulfillment that you truly want. So confidence is, is everything. We say it, you know, action creates confidence and confidence creates cash. If that's your end goal, then the way to get there is action. And so I applaud you for showing up and doing the work and being curious of what this work looks like, because, you know, a lot of people are listening to this and have listened to this and have been curious about the DOO certification and have, have walked away and have been like, it's not the right time. It's not the right investment for me. It's not on my trajectory. And so it all starts with curiosity and whatever decision the listener, whoever comes up with, I mean, that's for them, but I think it all starts with curiosity. And that's one of the biggest, I believe it's one of the biggest gifts of an operator is just being curious about what the next part of whatever project, our our journeys, you never know where that all leads us to. So if someone is listening to us today and they're like, "Ah, I don't know, like Amber's story, I relate to that. And I'd love to have those same successes that Amber is having. If something is holding them back, what would you tell them to kind of get them over the fence? Oh gosh, other than just, please do it. (laughs) Please do it. I would just say, listen, I I know it's a big decision. I mean, I, when I first started looking at the program, it was like, I missed a round because I I was starting to look at the program. You had just closed a round. And so I think whatever that is a couple months later that you were launching it again. So I had some time to be a fact finder and have a couple months to do my research and speak with Esther and, you know, really have a good understanding of what this would do for me. I was in a place where I was starting to wonder, like, I've never been a lazy person. I've never had a problem with procrastination. I've never had a problem with motivating myself. And I found myself really feeling unmotivated. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, I feel lazy. I don't want to do this copywriting. You know, I have this client who I need to write website copy for, and I don't feel like doing it. And I was struggling to figure out the why behind that. And what I realized is I started hearing you talk about and I'm probably going to get this kind of wrong. So just excuse me, but it was kind of like, are you tired of being an implementer? You feel like you are meant for more, you know, you have more to offer. And I'm like shaking my head. Yes. Every time I would hear you say that on the podcast, and I'm like, how much longer am I going to do this? When I, I know that there is more I can offer, I just don't know how to offer it. And I felt like if I'm doing this entrepreneurship thing, I'm not going to give up on it just because I don't want to write copy anymore. There's got to be something else. Mm. And it's funny, you know, I don't know. Sometimes there's just the right thing at the right time that gets said that finally helps you make the decision. You talked about, I think it was on on a podcast, but it might've also been during like the launch Mm -hmm. class that you did. You said some things that are like, you might be an operator if you do these things. And one of the things that you talked about was like, if you make your grocery list and then reorganize it based on the aisles of the grocery store that you go through. And I'm like, well, who doesn't do that? Like that just makes sense (laughs) because we don't want to waste time looking down the list and realize we forgot something in the fruit aisle. Right. And I was like, so you kept kind of saying these little things about like, if you do this or you like to do this. And I'm like, 
all of those things are things that I do. And what I started to realize is maybe the reason I'm so uncomfortable in my business and I'm feeling so much procrastination is this doesn't align with the fact that I know that I'm like, when I was in corporate, I was able to see for our national sales team, the strategy they were taking for sales and help the marketing department align with that strategy. Because I understood the bridge between the two that needed to happen to run efficiently. That's the kind of stuff I wanted to keep doing. I'd wake up at 2 a.m. to do that without being paid. Mm -hmm. But to write the copy for a website, I was like, oh man, I don't want to do this today. And (laughs) that feeling is what finally got me I knew I needed the next thing. And I felt like I needed to learn from somebody who was doing it. And everything I heard you talking about in your background, you've walked in this. And that's why I knew I wanted to learn from you because you have been where I want to be and you knew what I needed to get there. And so that was really important to me. And I'll be honest, the financial side was tough for me, but you know, I saved up the money. I made it work. I took on some extra clients and I made my money back I hope I get this right. I think it was in the first three months or maybe four months. It was really quick that I made that investment back. And then I doubled it by the end of the program. Yes. I knew we had some of those stats here and I don't see the exact timeline. I see some other pieces of information, but yes, I remember you had doubled it by the time we were done. And, you know, that's important to me as I was getting into the space. It was like, I was seeing a bunch of like heavy marketing into, you know, high investments And a lot of times they were courses. And I was just like, I can't do that because we know course completion rates. We know that people don't do that. And so I have built a very expensive structure to make sure that success is feasible. It's realistic. And, you know, it takes somebody on the other side. We can take you as far and we do, we take you super far, but there still has to be that internal motivation to get this done. And we never take for granted the investment, right? Because that transaction, that financial transaction is big. And it wouldn't matter what the cost is. It always feels big because you're taking a risk on yourself, right? Well, Amber, thank you so much for sharing as much as you did. I wish you so much success. And I know that you are a blessing with those four clients and fifth client right now. And you'll be a blessing to your own legacy as you continue to evolve and get further down the next best Amber. And it's a pleasure being being in partnership and community with you and the impact that you have on our entire community. So thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Like I said, this is a little bit of a fangirl moment, Natalie. So thank you for letting me come and, and have some time with you and speak to people who are probably feeling just like I was. And I really hope that they jump into the program because it will help. And knowing you has been such a blessing to me. I told you, you're like my secret weapon. And I like being able to boxer you now being in the alumni program um, and helping me with some very specific things that you've dealt with it before. And it's so nice to have somebody in your back pocket who can help you because you've seen these circumstances and you know how to navigate them. So I appreciate it very much. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Amber. I appreciate it. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.